You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. How are you doing? I'm great. And you, brother? How are you? Oh, yeah, pretty good this week, last week before uh, Easter. So, um, yeah, I feel like a few things are wrapping up and looking forward to a break. Yes. Watching yeah. the um, Queensland COVID situation closely, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will find out about that. <laughs> I've been absorbed in other things, but I know I need to jump on the uh, the news sites shortly. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps both uh, of our holiday plans will be slightly modified. <laughs> yeah, could well be. What's uh, been going on for you, Joe? Well, I've um, I've officially been retired or put out to pasture in some some you know colloquial phrase, in um, that people who've been listening to the podcast for a while will recall mm-hmm. that I successfully gave blood after a massively failed attempt. Right, I had yeah. two misses, and then I managed to get in there. We used the heat packs, high pressure cuff, lots of water, and we had a successful blood donation. And it was like number twenty one or something for me. And I felt deeply yeah. victorious. Double fist pump. Went in on Saturday after basically becoming water. I drank so much water on Friday <laughs> and Saturday. Get in there, and I've been retired. They can. Oh no! <laughs> I know. The lady missed, and I said, "Oh, I can go the other arm." And she said, "Your veins." are very small and I don't think it's worth it given how much water you've drunk and and how the heat packs were on them when she was trying to find them in the first arm. Mm, Then she goes mm. to the second arm, tries it, misses, and she's like, no. And I said, this moment I said, am I done? And she said, yes. And I said, oh. Oh. (laughs) So I no longer am free to offer my services to the blood service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, they, you've tried, they've tried. You're uh, been officially retired as a blood donor. Well, I felt like I needed to cut up my my donation card or something, and then I thought, no, don't be drastic. It could be maybe in ten years' time. I'm still hopeful. <laughs> maybe. Oh, you're an inspiration, Joe. Your uh, enthusiasm, and thank you on behalf of the nation. Thank you for your. Uh, service of donating blood well, over the over the years. I have cost the nation quite a few failed attempts. That that's what I would say. <laughs> Hence the retirement. <laughs> but you've had um you've had some fun on the weekend. Yes. Oh well I've been watching people have fun. Uh we had a uh, my son had older son had a paintball party on Sunday. Oh which wow. was quite an experience. Yeah we hadn't we had planned this for last year but COVID put a stop to that. So this was uh, you know, back again uh, with six friends and a kind of combined party with another birthday friend. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, there are about 12, um, 12 uh, 15 or 16-year-old or 10 boys, two girls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they got stuck into paintball. <laughs> uh, and I've never seen this before. I've never, you know, had any desire to do paintball and haven't been sort of, yeah, ended up going to it. But uh, it was fascinating to watch. Have you ever seen paintball in action joe no i've I'm only ever in movies it looks like super fun to me like skirm- skirmishes <laughs> where you're trying to get some kind of prize while not getting hit mm, yeah that's my yeah, idea of yeah. fun well really yeah it wasn't my idea of fun so i was more than happy to just watch <laughs> i can imagine you getting into you're it. taking the dad role um, in this moment i appreciate that 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they all got kitted up in their uh, suits. A- Alex, being the birthday boy, had to get up in a sort of bunny onesie or uh, <laughs> you know, went through other choices. So no camouflage for him. And, uh, yeah, they were equipped with these little these guns and the, and the bullets and they were – I could see them from a platform which sort of had uh, perspex covering so um, <laughs> me and the other parents could – watch what was going on and yeah they were running around and shooting and and you'd see them jolt and sort of with the pain of a uh, paintball against their skin and <laughs> after at the end of each round they would come in and show all these bruises oh, and gosh. a bit of blood and things oh. you know where the skin had been broken and uh yeah but they were on a high they were loving it i think the adrenaline masked the pain but um <laughs> so did they have here's the question i've always got did they have mm. mad strategy uh, no, okay. the, these are, this was a bucks party and a two birthday parties. So there was just amateurs okay. uh, and the strategy was just to follow your personality, yeah, I think. Just run around and have a good time so according to what you consider cr- a good time. Yeah, <laughs> like the crazy people would just charge into the, 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 <laughs> the hail of paintball bullets and the cautious people would hang back and find a little hidey hole and and sort of take pot shots out of there but yeah right yeah no strategy there was just a, a guy there uh, who'd been doing it for years kind of yelling out this is the rules and don't do this and this is what we do and off you go and he had his little lines and jokes and things yeah right yeah. he created the vibe yeah okay alex alex did have to do the uh, the run well, along with the <laughs> the buck from the bucks party uh so about he had run from run the course while people stood at a you know to distance and just have a uh, shot at him <laughs> average essence and shot at him. He, at least he kept his overalls on. The buck had to uh, take take his shirt off oh, and no. uh, run through exposed. So because uh, <laughs> the reason I asked if there was strategy was because I've never been paintballing, but I did once go laser tagging, and. Mm. It was a growth group social or something like that, and we were wildly mm. amateurish. We were just there to have a bit of a, mm. you know, a giggle. But the yep. opposing team who happened to be playing on the same night, <laughs> they were full pro, and oh, they would yeah. be like, one shot, you're dead. And I'd be like, oh, that's that's <laughs> not good. And the score was like 1,000 to 100. It was, it was awful. Yeah. And so I, it made me think, oh, there are people who are really committed to this game. This kind of thing. And I wonder if there's like pro paintballers out there. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. They That's advertising gear, their sponsorship. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, interesting world and probably an expensive world if you get <laughs> into it seriously. Yeah, because I imagine you have to, yeah, you were saying um, earlier in the week that, that you had to buy extra bullets or something, like extra paint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We So we paid for the kids' parties and they came, but we said bring some extra cash. <laughs> and some, ki- some kids like burned through 300 bullets in about <laughs> – Five minutes. And, oh, gosh. Uh, so, um, yeah, we weren't going to pay for those extra things. No. But, uh, oh, that sounds super fun. Could be expensive. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I was glad he got to go on it. He was he was really excited. Oh, that's great. Oh, well, happy birthday, Alex. Delayed Alex birthday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been reading the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yes. Well, uh, we've been, um, I mentioned a few weeks ago, reading Ecclesiastes fairly slowly, uh, which has been great, and came across a verse. And then um, yeah, a few days later, there was a little connection clicked with something in the Old Testament, thanks to someone in our growth group. So I thought I'd share that with you. That was really, mm. that was really cool. So the uh, Ecclesiastes passage is chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. So uh, I'll just read that now, uh, where the teacher says, 
I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. Mm-hmm. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish, yet they will have no control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my efforts and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. All right, so you got a verse there, you know, the teacher is exploring meaning mm. and what is permanent and lasting and nothing's lasting. And uh, he's saying, yeah, I could w- work for all these things, but who knows who inherits it's them and if they're any they do anything good with it, what happens and so on. Um, and I thought, um, well, yes, that's that's good. That's logical. It makes sense. Um, yeah, there's no there's no permanence to those things. And I just sort of that sort of sat, sat with that for a little bit. And then after a conversation with uh, at growth group last night, it occurred to me that this passage is very similar to the parable of the rich fool in Luke 12, mm. uh, which I'll jump to. I never had that thought. So the parable of the rich fool goes from... Um, uh, well, I'll just read the short bit, verse 16 of chapter 12 of Luke. And Jesus says, uh, and Jesus told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. And, uh, yeah, I just noticed there um, some similarities. Like uh, here's someone with uh, who's worked and got possessions and built things up. Uh, but... Um, if uh, they were to uh, life be demanded from them, suddenly, you know, who knows what goes on, what happens to that store of wealth. Mm. And, uh, yeah, the question is who will get what you've prepared for yourself? Mm. And that sounds to me similar to Ecclesiastes. Mm. Yeah, what will happen with it Mm. all? And uh, do you think we're meant to think, oh, I'm going to go find someone who will get it? Or are you meant to think, oh, this shows me the temporal nature of what I've been chasing after? Because Mm. I think the human heart is inclined to think, oh, well, then I'm going to hand it on to my children and they're going to get a great life from it and blah, 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 blah. Mm. But instead mm. it's it's almost like this rhetorical question is saying, see how short-term this is. Mm. Once you die, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, that's it. That's the message from both. And um, the, it's more important to be rich towards God mm. uh, rather than have this sort of uh, faultless um, chain of wealth inheritance going yeah where you enjoy and then the next generation mm. just we don't have that sort of certainty mm. um being rich towards god is the way to go mm. so anyway yeah that was a thought and it was an interesting experience of having some old testament reading click with a growth group conversation mm. and some new testament reading mm. so yeah that's pretty cool when that happens i love that continuity i've never noticed that before i think that's really interesting because it's di- <laughs> slightly different language but also very familiar as you read the two together mm. yeah mm. It's almost as if the Bible so, is written by one common author. By one author. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Vaughan Roberts from last week. Yeah. And, uh, Joe, what about you? What have you been reading or thinking about this week? Oh, well, I just had a moment this week that I thought I'd share um, because it's it happens to me every so often and I really love it, which is that as you're having a one-to-one discussion with someone who you're reading the Bible with, something will come mm-hmm. up and it's an opportunity to stop and chat doctrine. So mm-hmm. we – this friend of mine and I were talking about the future and decision-making around ministry and we were we moved to talking about why would one go to Bible college. 
And then the conversation turned and we thought, okay, well, what's the purpose of Bible college? And mm-hmm. and then we got onto this topic of knowing God. Now, of course, the classic book that you could read about knowing God is, of course, Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Uh, but we don't have time to do that in a one-to-one. And so no. I popped over and grabbed the copy of Know the Truth by Bruce Milne, which is oh, a yeah. great little book, um, which I have found very hopeful, helpful over the years for just a short interlude in doctrine when there's an opportunity because this person I was reading the Bible with really asked a great question about knowing God and we talked about it in Bible principles but I thought why don't we just read something so we popped into the chapter on Revelation um, because it's got some great little chapters in Know the Truth and you don't have to read the whole book you just read a little section and we came across this little golden bit which said um, biblical religion is a religion of revelation a faith based on the claim that God has come to us and disclosed himself. And we proceeded to have a 20-minute conversation about God revealing himself to us. And we could have continued to read. We we didn't have time to yeah. continue to read everything in the chapter. But um, it was just such an encouraging conversation to reflect on how God's kindness to us, um, a part of God's kindness to us, is that he lets us know him. And it was such a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Just a little piece of doctrinal like wisdom or yeah. a, a doctrinal synthesis mm. or statement. Mm. Um, yeah, why did you think it sort of just set off the conversation so well? Just a, well, a little observation. Like I think that. sometimes it's tempting when I'm having conversations with people to stay at a logic argument kind of level. So mm-hmm. my friend was saying, oh, I think I'll learn a lot of God and I have learned a lot of God by just being in the workforce and interacting about God with other people. And then we moved on to talk about, oh, well, actually we learn from God in the Bible, which led us to the discussion Mm. of Revelation. But then Mm. she asked this question, well, why wouldn't everyone go to Bible college if it's to know God more? And so this was a moment to say, okay, why don't, we just think about the idea of knowing God more rather than think about Mm. the question about Bible college because the question is relevant, but there's a bigger issue behind this. And I think we want to take the moment to develop our doctrine muscles every so often that Mm. once we've read the Bible, we've tried to engage with a specific text perhaps, we're talking about it being applied, so we were talking about Bible college, we are talking about ministry, just moving on there to a logic argument of, oh, well, now we know this, therefore we should say this about our lives. No, mm. why don't we just add some doctrine in there first? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's, it's uncomfortable sometimes to read something you don't fully understand. We read a paragraph and some of it we, um, we had to really think through, and that's also, also a good experience, I think, when you're reading doctrine. Mm. Yeah. It gives a little bit of space for wonder and curiosity. That's a great word. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do to bring doctrine in to your pastoral relationships? Yeah, I think um, I, I, I like being orientated. So I would say, uh, let's pause here. Let's go on a doctrine kind of tangent. Yeah, nice. Um, let's think about this for a while. Yeah. And I'll just, yeah, try and together toss around a lot of ideas, bounce around a few different verses, mm. and then when I feel like we've run its course, we'd say, uh, all right, let's get back let's to get the back passage, to the passage. bit. Yeah. So it's a bit sort of typical of my personality. Kind yeah, of, yeah. <laughs> uh, straightforward and clear, but um, and, and just, yeah, 
bit over-organized probably. But um, <laughs> No, that sounds good. You uh, do the same in your preaching actually. Now, you say, now you're talking. I can remember different times you've said, all right, let's just have a look at this doctrine that's applicable in this passage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I, I think that helps people see, oh, there's a, there's a connection but a distinction between um, exegetical study of the Bible and systematic theology, mm, mm. synthesizing things, clearing, bringing, yeah, bringing clarity together. Mm. So, um, yeah. But if someone is well, looking uh, into yeah. starting reading some doctrine, what would you recommend? Would you recommend Know the Truth or would you recommend something else? Oh, yeah, I think um, f- or finding an author you connect with is really good. Mm. So um, kn- uh, knowing the truth uh, is really good. It's, it's uh, brief, gets to the mm. point. Um, I wouldn't don't feel like you need to read all the verses. No. It's a bit of a reference in that sense. Yeah. Um, J.I. Packer's done a short uh, doctrine book. Um, what's that called? Oh, I can't remember. I'll have I'll have to look that up. Um, but he's yeah done a short one with about a, a page or two on each little doctrine. That's a pretty good place to start. Mm. Um, what if someone's wanting a bit of a challenge? Uh, bit of a challenge. Uh, well, I'm reading Wayne Grudem's mm. second edition, Systematic Theology, at the moment, just very slowly, and uh, I'd say that's pretty good mm. for um, yeah the next step up, something a bit more challenging. Mm. So, um, oh, that sounds great. But I'll uh, I'll give a report on that some other time <laughs> down the track. <laughs> well, we are well and truly out of time, but out of time. Um, it's been good to chat doctrine and the limitations of riches that they are not mm. no good yeah. for bringing glory to God. Now we're on a short break for a couple of weeks, yeah. and uh, so enjoy that. Hopefully, we yes. get some holidays. Yes. No more paintball for me. <laughs> Hope you get. Bit of tennis if the opportunity comes yeah, up. Yeah, it'll be fun. All righty. Okay. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Okay, talk See to ya. you. See ya. Bye.